Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us once again today. If you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that we're really focused on helping bring you great ideas from great advisors, number one. Number two, you know that one of the key areas that business owners need to work on when they're approaching their their final years, their exit plan, is growing the value of their business and that means increasing your margins and if that's you if if you want to know about that you're in luck today because my guest is going to talk about uh, how to increase your margins and uh, they have a process in an area called business process re-engineering that will help you work more efficiently and yield higher worker productivity and improvement in profits. So today we're going to talk specifically about KPI score- scorecards, key performance indicator scorecards. And my guest is Jeffrey Brown of Jeffrey Brown and Associates. And uh, Jeff is located in San Clemente, California. He helps businesses all over the place. So it, you're get Grab a pen and pencil. You're going to want to take some notes as Jeff helps us learn more about KPI scorecards. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Bill. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure, Jeff. Uh, You know, uh, this is an interesting topic for our listeners, so I'm glad we could get you on today to talk about this. Before we get into the meat of the matter, though, can you tell tell us a little bit about you and your background and how you came into this particular line of work? Sure, sure. So my my background, I'm on my second career. My first career was being the uh, entrepreneur. I had my own business for for almost 12 years, started it from scratch, and then eventually sold it. So um, my background is coming from kind of being the the guy in in their shoes. And uh, and about 10 years ago, um, I decided to start consulting and working with other uh, entrepreneurs and helping them kind of drive profitability in their businesses. And so, you know, one of the foundations of what we do is help them develop key performance indicators to drive the profitability. And if they end up selling the company, well, then they're making more money. Makes a lot of sense. So you have the perspective of both sides of the of the desk, if you will, and that's that's very valuable to have. Um, sure. Jeff, with Jeffrey Brown and Associates, what type of clients, businesses, do you find yourself working with a lot? Is there a specific size or type of business that you work with? Yeah, so we typically work with entrepreneurial businesses, um, usually under $20 million, where it's usually the founding entrepreneur that's been running the business. They happen to usually be baby boomers. 
established businesses that have been in business for you know 20 plus years and gravitate towards distributors and manufacturers in particular because they typically have lots of people in their organization and those are the companies that uh, you know, we could be very effective in helping them change the processes and how they do things to, to become more efficient, which results in improved growth profits, and then that goes straight to the bottom line. Uh, many of these businesses are challenged now and will continue to be challenged as minimum wage increases uh, and benefits increase. Uh, that's going to be a challenge for a lot of these small manufacturers that have lots of workers that may not necessarily be in paid minimum wage, but as minimum wage goes up, you're going to see labor costs incrementally go up, uh, in addition to uh, the job uh, market unemployment being so low, uh, companies are finding themselves having to pay higher and higher wages. And uh, so, you know, time right now and over the next several years is going to be the best time to start looking at you know, how do we operate our business? Is there a, a better way of doing it more efficiently? Um, and uh, sometimes it's implementing some new uh, technologies or uh, automation within the companies. But, you know, the foundation of all this really is how do I know I'm doing the right things? And that's where, you know, we talk, uh, we, we really create from the beginning of, of working with a client, we work on what are called key performance indicators. Sometimes we call them metrics. But we look at how do we, how do we, um, you know, what are the key drivers in your business, and let's develop ways of measuring it so we could we could look at the progress on achieving those types of goals. Well, first of all, you, you your market is is our listener base, so I'm sure a lot of people are are listening very intently right now because uh, we work a lot with uh, businesses that were started by the founder or maybe the founder's parents a lot of family businesses, and they've been in business a long time. And a lot of our, uh, our listeners, Jeff, are also trying to figure out how to take more time away from the business and maybe continue their working span, but as, a, as maybe a part-time um, operator instead of a, a, or a part-time owner instead of a full-time or overtime operator. So KPIs are very important there as well so they can get a sense of how the business is running with kind of a dashboard approach. So KPIs are great, and you exactly. also mentioned business business process reengineering, which we we talked about at the top. And and um, so many business owners really need to focus on on those processes that they have, so that that they can get more efficient um, uh, use out of their their employees, and maybe lower their overall labor cost if if at all possible. So very important topic. So let's talk about KPIs, yeah. Jeff. Is there a, are, are there certain KPIs that no matter whether it's service or manufacturing or whatever type of business it might be, that always come into play or they're common KPIs? So every client's a little bit different, but I want to go back one second on, on use the term dashboard. Most uh, entrepreneurs that are in their business day in and day out, they, they more or less create a dashboard in their head. They kind of have a good feeling of what might be going on in their business, but as they slowly step out or empower uh, the, let's say a succession plan, they start losing that kind of gut feeling with, with what's going on in their business. So we're just really taking out of their mind, what are the key drivers of your business uh, and creating you know, ways to quantify uh, the progress on those. So you know, every business is a little bit different. You have the high-level KPIs, um, which uh, you know, first and foremost would be what's your gross margin. 
so often we go into companies and their gross margin on their financials is really not uh, correct uh, because maybe they didn't account for it properly or they don't have the tools to measure uh, gross margin. So they're lumping all the labor costs into one big bucket rather than starting to identify, okay, what are my costs per widget or work center or you know, where, is, where am I making money and where am I not making money? And so often it's just kind of uh, put into one gigantic bucket so they can't really segment the areas where they're making money and they're not making money. Um, we like to look at worker productivity as some of the, you know, uh, some of the uh, major ones. So throughput, you know, how many widgets per hour we make. Uh, if you're looking at operational processes, you know, how many invoices uh, are we processing per day? How many sales orders are coming in per day? Uh, at what's the average order size? So all these different types of measurements um, uh, that drive the bottom line. Um, now, you know, one of the, my, my favorite quotes, I went, I went to the Drucker School to get, earn my uh, MBA, Peter Drucker, a very well-known businessman, and he had a, um, a quote, man, you know, management is, uh, or I'm sorry, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it, which, you know, we've kind of created our own version of that. You can't fix what you can't measure. So the, the foundation of what we do, again, is it's creating the KPIs, what are the, the, the the, the areas that we need to focus in on, and we don't get crazy with it. We don't, you don't need to create 50 KPIs. You do four or five KPIs. As things improve, you might add another one, and then you get the entire company to embrace those. And as we've done, uh, we've, uh, as we've worked with clients, we've found that when you share the results with the entire company and give them kind of a unified uh, a goal for everybody to drive to, it, it really starts creating a culture of change. Now, when you first start working with the companies, people like to kind of hide what they do. Um, but if you start creating a culture that, that we're going to drive improvement here and show those results, all of a sudden over a year's period of time, you see the culture of the organization change for the positive to you know, drive uh, you know, continuous improvement. That's great, great information and great insights. Is, is, it, uh, is it enough to know and publish those company-wide? Do you need to tie uh, performance pay or other incentives to it as well, or is that just a, a different topic altogether? So you, you bet. Um, you know, for most companies that are under $20 million, um, most employees have, have never been given any type of direction or tools of measurement, and we do like to roll this out to individuals and give uh, each individual certain metrics to, 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 um, to follow. But there's, there's a fine line between uh, measuring people from a negative aspect versus a positive aspect. So you have to be very careful on, how you, on the, the metrics you choose. Not only that, you have to be very careful not to create metrics that will have, the out, uh, have a negative outcome. So sometimes you really have to look at a balance of, of metrics, things that will uh, more or less kind of not drive the bad results and get you the results you want. Um, and then, of course, compensation is always a great way to, to um, you know, incentivize people. And so, you know, rather than annual discretionary bonuses, we really like to promote the idea that bonuses are, be, are, are paid based on 
uh, a percentage of improvement um, in their department or uh, on their individual work performance. I love that. You know, so many times you walk into a business and they, uh, you ask the owner what kind of uh, incentive program he has. Well, I, I pay everybody a bonus. Well, do, do they know why they're getting it? Well, I, no, not really. Uh, the other question I always ask is, do they do they expect it every year? <laughs> because exactly. it really does become yeah. an expected it's like the uh, what do they call it the the uh, 25th paycheck uh, for a lot of yeah. people they expect that and if they don't get it it's negative yeah, if exactly. they don't know why they're getting it so what yeah. you're saying really resonates with me in particular um, now when when you walk into um, business situations what are some of the the common areas of you know, what, what are some of the the things that they're they're not they don't know that they don't know that some of the things that you walk in and you go here we go again I, I see this uh, problem in uh, again the the gross margin and it's it, this is common this is one of the first things we'll work on one of the first things we'll try to fix what what are some of those top uh, items sure sure so um, most of the things we talk about with our clients um, are 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 topics that have traditionally been taboo to the the business owner in other words. There's been individuals in the company that may have mentioned things, but for certain reasons, the owner doesn't want to hear it. So people just don't talk about it. The most common thing we see is uh, business owners holding on to um, unprofitable product lines or services because maybe that was the foundation or the first, and they are actually not making money on those products or services. And so we'll, you know, I hate to say it, but sometimes we walk into companies and, tell them to drop their, their, their flagship product line because it's no longer relevant and that's what's causing them to lose money. Um, many times the result or, or the, the thought of a business owner is, if I could only grow revenue, I'll become more profitable. Um, they think there's a saying, you know, you think you can make it up in volume, which is, you know, the idea that you're just going to make, you lose more money as you go, you, you create more volume. So it's often going in, looking at, at their business model, and, and helping them identify these are the areas that are no longer contributing value to the company. And I've, we've had companies that have reduced revenue and become more profitable, and it's very common that that happens. That's a great point. Um, of course, there's a lot of situations where there are, they might have a loss leader product that leads to a relationship that leads to the sale of more profitable products. We've all seen that before, but yeah. it, but that but but I hear what you're saying. A lot of a lot of times, without being able to measure that profitability, uh, I I think we've both seen a lot of clients that say we're we're so busy, but we're not making any money. Yep, that's exactly. a problem. And 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 you know, right now, uh, businesses are booming. A lot of companies are are growing. Uh, having some of the best years uh, of their life, especially after the last recession. But now's the time to start sitting down and looking at, you know, these kind of KPIs and, and refining your business model uh, to, again, if you're thinking about exiting the business, to create that, that value. Because I like to tell people, every dollar of profit I could improve in your business is worth four to five times or four to five dollars when you sell the company based on a four to five multiple. So now's right. the time to be doing it. Even though you're busy, we got to dedicate some time to looking at these things. 
Great stuff, Jeff. Now, can you give us a uh, just give us a real world client example, if you will, a couple minutes of, sure. of somebody that you've worked with and and uh, what it was before you came on the scene and and how you helped them. Sure. You know, uh, we've been currently working with a client for the last couple of years. Uh, he's a manufacturer uh, here in Orange County, and uh, about six and a half million dollars of revenue. And when we started working with them. A few years ago, their gross margin was 26%, and the owner had been operating the business for 20-plus years and kept you know, banging his head against the wall going, I see revenue grow, but I'm continually, continually not making any money. And last year in 2017, he posted a 44% gross margin. And so, you know, with a 19 or 8, whatever the number math is, 18% on gross profit, that went straight to the bottom line. So obviously last year, he was quite profitable. But, you know, a lot of these things uh, happen based on, you know, in, uh, metrics that drove that, in, uh, that profitability. And we watched their installation department, which was a, a good contributor of revenue, go from a negative gross profit. In other words, they were spending more money than they were collecting on the installation side. And, but he never really knew that. And so once we set up the tools to measure it, we identified, okay, well, we got to change that. And we fixed the processes and routing and things like that. And last year he made $640,000 of gross profit. So that was a, that went again, straight to the bottom line. Uh, we watched their average order size go from um, about a thousand dollars to uh, right now they're trending at $1,900. Um, and so uh, their design time, uh, they, did, they do design work. So their design time went from 21-day design uh, a product down to uh, seven business days, which was a huge improvement. Wow. And, you know, some of, these, some of these metrics not only drive profitability, but there's an idea that they, there's a, a concept uh, known as a balanced scorecard which I like to also discuss with clients. Because earlier in our conversation, I talked about you don't want too many KPIs that drive just one side of the business. Under the idea of a balanced scorecard, you want to balance those KPIs through four different components in the business. And one of them is customer satisfaction. So looking at this client, can you imagine the improvement on customer satisfaction when it took almost a month to get their design uh, proofs down to about a week to get that. And that made a huge difference just in the customer service to, uh, uh, perspective. So this is a great success story. Uh, this client's really, uh, I, more, than, more than anything, he's reinvigorated in his business. Uh, he's really enjoying his business now. And, uh, and uh, so that's, that's one, one really good success story we like to talk about. That's a great story, and it really illustrates the differences that, as you say, um, Balancing things out, making if you're reducing your customer wait time, you're you're increasing your customer satisfaction, and that's an important factor when you're positioning your business for succession or exit. Of course, um, now uh, exactly, Jeff, can you get, share with our listeners one or two tips, ideas, or precautions that they should maybe think about as they're um, thinking about this particular topic? So my biggest tip is is really for business owners to you know first and foremost start you know uh, working uh, on the business not in the business you have to dedicate a portion of your day or week to looking at bigger picture items because it's so easy to caught up get caught up in day to day operations uh, you know and so you have to dedicate some time to looking at big picture and then identify depending on the size of your company 
three or four key things that you believe are are holding the company back or or, or or not creating value in the company, develop a very objective metrics, ways of measuring it. And it could be simple. You could have a guy at a machine that, you know, put a piece of paper and check off every time he completes something or, or the number of times he has to go to the tool center to get a new tool. It's very simple to start creating metrics and identify four or five that are, that are what I like to call low-hanging fruit start measuring it, sharing those results with, with their employees, and you will immediately start seeing improvement. To share this information with the people in the organization, uh, it cannot be something that, that you look at uh, yourself and not share with people. People have to know how they're doing. They have to know their performance against a benchmark or a metric. Great tips, Jeff. Thanks very much for that. Now, I know you have a you free article that uh, our listeners can get. It, listen to this, listeners. It's, uh, it's going big, growing your business, and uh, all you have to do is email Jeff, and let me give you his email address. It's jbrown at jsbnetwork.com. jbrown at jsbnetwork.com. Is that right, Jeff? That's correct, yes. And then you also you have a website, of course, at the same uh, same URL, www.jsbnetwork.com. If someone uh, w- just wanted to talk to you and, and find, you know, kind of feel around and see if, if you might be of help for them, would you entertain a, a call or an email from someone, Jeff, just to kind of kick the tires? Sure, absolutely. You know, we do a lot of conversations over the phone with business owners. This is a concept that's very new to them. And I love, as a fellow entrepreneur, I love talking to entrepreneurs. I love hearing about their business stories. Um, and um, absolutely, we'll, you know, we talk on the phone. And, and uh, you know, the article that you mentioned has some, some uh, four or five key areas that we focus on. One of them is metrics. Um, and uh, take a read of the article. It's, it's, it's a, a couple of pages, but there's some really good nuggets in there that you could start today. One in particular, I'm a huge fan of Jim Collins' uh, Good to Great book. Uh, I hand that out to every client I ever meet. Um, Read that in about three hours, and you'll start looking at your business in an entirely different way. I love this conversation. It's great stuff. Unfortunately, we're we're running short on time, but I hope you'll come back and join me again sometime, Jeff, because I think uh, our listeners would love to hear more about the balanced scorecard and some of the other areas that we've talked about. Uh, What's the best number if someone wanted to give you a call? What's the best number for them to reach you at? Uh, Best number to reach me is at uh, 949-350-5123. 949-350-5123. Hey, listeners, let me tell you something else about Jeff. He is well connected with other advisors in Orange County. Uh, he belongs in and, and leads a group of professional advisors. So if, you, uh, if, you know, if, if something becomes identified that you need help on in other areas, Jeff is your person to talk to. He is well connected, I can tell you. So, uh, Jeff, thank you so much. For, for coming on today. It's been really uh, wonderful. The time just flew by, but I, I took a whole page full of notes here. So I hope our listeners did too. I hope they will uh, go to jbrown at jsbnetwork.com and get that free article, Going Big, Growing Your Business. And uh, Jeff, I'll see you, see you around, the, uh, around the horn here. And thanks so much, All th- right. th- thanks so much again for joining me, and I'll, I'll look forward to the next time we speak. Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Bill. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 